Hi, and welcome to That's My Rini Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your myronies? What if you started connecting the dots? Or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever. Not to mention the lives of others. Now that's myrony. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to That's My Rainy Podcast. I'm so excited to have my next guest, uh, Kimberly Day, who is a truly an expert when it comes to helping people write their books, but more importantly, help them to become profitable. So I'm so excited because she's helping um, publish my first book that's coming out as a compilation book on August 22nd of 2022. It's going to be called Got Myrony, Life is Good, book one, and she's actually going to be a contributing author also. But where her genius is, is knowing what type of book you should be writing. So a little bit about Kimberly Day. Kim is the award-winning author of Write and Grow Rich, How to Use a Book to Supersize Your Brand, Your Business, and Your Bank Account. Kim helps coaches, consultants, and service-based entrepreneurs overcome the daily struggle of finding their next clients, stand out from the crowd in their industry, and increase visibility, credibility, and authority by publishing a book. For 13 years, she was one of usually a dozen financial advisors at every networking event, struggling to compete for clients in an overcrowded and skeptical market. After publishing her first book, The Financial Fitness Playbook, The Ultimate Guide to Winning the Money Game, she was able to double her income in less than 12 months using the same strategy she now teaches in her new book and signature program. So if you want to attract an endless stream of ideal clients, speaking engagements, referral partners, and media coverage into your business, then a book might be the right marketing strategy for you. So... She's actually also providing, it'll be in the show notes, a free copy of her 10-step guide to planning and writing a best-selling business building book. But I know there's a lot of myronies that helped her get to where she is now, where she's now living this um, life of passion in helping people uh, bring out their books that that are meant to be for this world. So let's go meet Kim and see what happened in her life to make that shift to now be the expert in helping people write their books. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much for joining me on That's My Rene today. <laughs> Hi, nice to be here. Oh, I'm so excited for you to share your story because first off, um, you know, I, I, had, I introduced you in, uh, with your bio and your unbelievable uh, business around how you help people with your beyond brilliant marketing book, Write and Grow Rich, after, you know, the, the famous Think and Grow Rich from, um, oh, goodness, what's his name? 
from thinking that's Napoleon Hill thinking yes Napoleon Hill but you took it and write and grow rich how to use a book to supersize your brand your business and your bank account like how could people not want to read and read that book and then find out how they can do that also absolutely I feel like um especially if you're you know, listening to podcasts, you're reading good books, you are in business, especially, obviously. Uh, these are things that most business owners want. There's, it's almost, there's three things. We either want more money, more time, or more magic, right? More experiences. And it's this combination of money, time, and magic that the entrepreneurial lifestyle is all about and how are you going about and it's different for every person right well I love that because I believe myrony also includes magic (laughs) (laughs) in addition to miracles and that's kind of the story that we're going to really focus on because how you got into this you had to go through some very dark days to come to the other side where it's almost like explaining, you know, you're in a tunnel, but there's light at the end, right? So you were originally, you know, in uh, the financial planning business, correct? You were a financial planner? Yeah, for over 13 years. I started with uh, education savings plans. So in Canada, we have a program. It's an RESP program. Uh, It's a registered education savings plan. And what it entails in a nutshell is if you contribute to your children's education fund as a parent, the government matches some money. So it's a program to help encourage parents to save for their kids' education. And that was my foot in the door to the industry. Um, Of course, isn't this ironic, but I was single, not married with no children of my own. So I didn't really have my business hat on when I chose that business. It was really tough. I didn't have that warm market where you can start the process of of business development, right? I was literally cold calling people, which was not fun at all. Not fun. Cold calling is the worst ever. I was actually in the life insurance business. I'd in and oh, cold calling can't get worse than that. I mean, some people like it and good for them, but but um, I also wanted the listeners. So you were saying Canada. So where are you from originally? So I grew up in Ottawa, which is our, the nation's capital. And after university, I, um, I traveled out to Vancouver and then ended up falling in love with the West Coast and making that home. So I lived most of my adult life on the West Coast of Canada. Okay. Yeah. But now you're in Florida right now. And now I'm in Florida. So yeah, my, my, my journey kind of evolved. So I went from the RESP uh, business and I, I did, ironically enough to um, move into life insurance. I did life and uh, full financial planning. Uh, after my journey through that RESP world, I ended up going out to networking events, not unlike where we met the first time. And only back then you did it all in person, right? Right. So I was on this journey to go, build relationships and connect and collaborate with other professionals and hopefully share networks. And it was there that I met my, the the gentleman who became my mentor in the financial services sector. And he, he put it, how did he put it? He's like, well, maybe it would be easier if you had more than one tool in your toolbox, right? Because I had one tool, RESPs. 
So then I added the insurance uh, products and I added the investment investment products so I could do holistic planning for, um, for, for my clients. And I did that for over 13 years. It was, uh, it was, it was fun. I really, really, really believe in uh, financial literacy. That was something that was very important to me. I felt, I feel like we should be taught that more in school, right? If you're going to teach somebody math, why not base it around things that we can use in real life that help move us forward. Right. So, um, but yeah, then and now I'm in Florida living a, a completely different life um, in this new business that I created that's absolutely location independent. So I like to call it my toes in sand, phone in hand, uh, semi-retirement plan. So I can literally do my work from a laptop or from my mobile device from the beaches around the world. So that's what I'm doing. I'm chasing summer oh around my- the globe. Got, oh, that's fabulous. I'm going to have to join you with, you know, toes in the sand, <laughs> bone in hand at some point, meet you on a beach. But, you know, it's funny. I don't know if you know this, this little myrony. My mom was born in Ottawa. Wow, I had no idea. Both my parents are Canadian or were Canadian. They both passed. But, you know, yeah, she, she was yeah. born in Ottawa. And what's so funny is I didn't even know she was born in Ottawa. And, um, and then I did, I did an event with Connect Ottawa with Bertie Fransgrove. Yeah. And without planning it, it was done on my mom's birthday of December 1st. And wow. then that's when I then found out that she was born in Ottawa. Like, I was like, well, that's crazy. So now to hear that you were born in Ottawa, I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. And I know Bernie uh, very well. I know um, his business partner, Margaret Ann, Margaret Ann Davis. Yeah. Um, so I know them from being in Ottawa as well and networking with people in Ottawa. So we've, we've met like met in real life. Those ones. Oh my goodness. That's even, see, I love that because if I didn't see, that is actually the concept of Myrony is sharing these additional stories because what if that didn't come out? I would never have known that you've actually met them in person where, you know, when that's, that is a nice thing, even though we had to go through what we did with the pandemic, we mm-hmm. would have been doing the same thing over and over and mm-hmm. not expanding but look at how we were able to expand thanks yes. to we had we had to shift we had to make that change so this leading into how you shifted out of the financial planning world to now have your business where you help entrepreneurs <laughs> write the most amazing books <laughs> right because yeah um you know it was there was my life was not always this way and ironically again or myronically in this instance uh it was on Margaret Ann Davis's former platform, networking platform that I announced and shifted my whole business to uh, the book writing business. I can, I'll, I'll share that story in a moment. But when I first announced to the world that I was doing, uh, that I was going to move out of finance. So I was going from 13 years as a financial advisor where everybody knew me. I was entrenched as a financial advisor and doing it for 13 years when I had to go to that first meeting and go, Hi, my name is Kim and I'm a book coach. I was like, <laughs> what? I thought people were going to think I was off my rocker, right? Yeah. For lack of a better word, I was like, they're going to think, he's going to think I'm batshit crazy. <laughs> Pardon my French. But I was, I was like, I almost felt like I was off my rocker. I thought, was, am I making the biggest mistake in my life here? But I, what I did know from my story that I'm going to share in a moment is that 
life is too short. Mm -hmm. Too short to do things that don't ignite your soul, that don't wake you up in the morning with a skip in your step, that don't make you smile, that don't make you happy, right? If, you, if that's the only thing you take away from my story today, if you're listening, is that life is too short. And if you are unhappy doing what you do, it does not matter whether you're young, old, or anywhere in between. It's never too late to make a different choice for your life and chase your dreams and go after happiness. Oh, absolutely. I love that so much. So you want to share your story about how that actually shifted? because. You had to go yep. through some scary things to make that shift. But I, I do want to say, you know, listeners, like it's actually through the darker times or the, you know, the quote unquote bad times in our life that allows us to bring the awareness of how, how to see the beauty and the good in life. Because we never yeah. usually learn when things are going great. <clears throat> no. We actually normally right. take that for granted. And yeah. then our, our most difficult times end up becoming our greatest gifts. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of like the cliche, right? Like you, you, you can't understand the amazingness of the light if you haven't been in the dark. Correct. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, these are, these are the things that shape you and make you the person that you are. Right. So, so I did share, I was a financial advisor for over 13 years. And what most people don't know is that it was a really big struggle for me. It was, I, I struggled a lot in that, um, in that space. Um, it's a very uh, competitive industry. It's a very male-dominated industry. So as a woman, um, that was a bit of a challenge. Also, I was quite a bit younger when I started as well. So that whole um, uh, perspective of people want a, a, a little bit of an older advisor, somebody who's yeah. been around the block enough to really understand what they're doing. So there was that I had I was fighting an uphill battle, if you will, for all of the different things that um, in the industry that could hold me back. And quite frankly, maybe I was letting them hold me back if I have to reflect inwardly, right? Mm -hmm. um, which has actually ended up what, what, what was happening in my world. I was on what I called the income roller coaster, right? Having a really great month and then like, oh my God, where's my next mortgage payment or my next rent payment coming from? And I was always um, freaking out about finding my next client. Because another challenge in the world of finance, of course, is the fact that people don't really love to open up about their money. Nope. Right. It's a, we're taught as children that it's a taboo subject. You don't talk to people or ask them about how much they make or how they make their money even really. So there was that. Um, and then as well, uh, there's people, you know, living right to the, from paycheck to paycheck. And what I found was whether somebody was making $50,000 a year or whether they were making $250,000 a year. People are just broke at a different level. Yeah. They're just driving a fancier car and living in a bigger house and going to more expensive restaurants. And they're outspending their paycheck. And so they're not where they need to be financially. And that, that's, that carries um, guilt and shame for a lot of people. So people didn't want to open up to you. So it was a longer sales cycle, competitive, male-dominated, young advisor with all these things going on. And I was, I was struggling. I was struggling hard. So... Well, I can, I can agree. I, I was in the same freaking boat yeah. for, and I was like, oh, I got to get out of this as soon as I can get out of this, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
but what um so but you decided like what was the shift that made you that made you take that leap of faith of like how are you going to get out of it so basically what ended up happening was behind the scenes things were also happening so um I remember the day very clearly I was um I was at my sister's so I had actually moved back to Ottawa um for a, a few years um, for some personal, um, some personal reasons. Uh, my dad's health was deteriorating. He's fine now, uh, but at the time he, um, he was having some heart problems. Uh, so there was, that was happening. Also my, all of my cousins had really young kids. So I felt like I was missing out on, um, you know, auntie Kim time, Aww. if you will, <laughs> um, where, you know, you'd go home once at Christmas and, uh, it took them two days to warm up, up to you because you were a stranger, right? right. They were so little. And I was like, you know, I want to be involved with them, with with them while they're growing up and feel connected. So, um, I I decided to to spend a few years back there. So, uh, every every November, I would go out back out to Vancouver and visit my sister and stay with my sister. And I can remember the day that I was um, sitting on her couch. She had just gone to bed, and um, I ended up feeling a lump in my breast. And what some people know, but not everybody, is that my mom had um, passed away from breast cancer when she was 48 years old, was diagnosed at 36. So a very young diagnosis. So when I felt the lump, something in me just was like, I knew. Wow. You know, and fast forward several weeks, I got the, the diagnosis officially and it was in fact, yes, breast cancer. So, and when was that November? What what year again? That was um that was in uh, the very uh, early December because I would go from like, mid November to mid December out to visit my sister of 2014. 2014. And the diagnosis officially happened in in January of 2015. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Which, you know, of course that was it was devastating, and with the whole having the story in my head of my mom having passed away from cancer. Um, fear, there was a, imagine. There was a lot of emotions going on. Fear was a big one for sure. Um, and then there's this reflection that happens in kind of your life-changing moments of where am I at? Like I'm taking stock of my life and I'm looking at the things that I've achieved and what I've done and my career and I'd shared I wasn't married with no children. And I was, I was actually just feeling really, really almost ashamed of myself that I was like, if I go out, like I've accomplished nothing. And I felt like, yeah, I I was like, I really felt like, what will I have to have shown? What will my life have been for? Right. Like, and, but it was in that moment when I was, feeling so down and so low and I was scared and I knew treatment was right around the corner and I was going to lose my hair and do the chemo and the radiation and all the things. And, but it was in that moment that I made a decision. And wouldn't you agree? Like things happen. Magic starts to happen when you make decisions. When you stay true to yourself, when you stay, when you trust those gut intuitions, when you trust your heart and your soul, you're absolutely right. Magic and miracles start happening. So the decision I made was not 
if I get through this. But when I get through this, that was it. I was not going to live this life of mediocrity anymore. Yeah. I was going to, you know, you only get one life. You better get in the game. And I was getting in the game, getting off the sidelines. And I swear I was going to play to win. And that decision-making process is, was the, was the catalyst. It was that, I call it the TSN turning point of the game. And that is when I started, you know, on my path to where I'm at right now. But if, if it hadn't have been for that low, maybe I'd still be, you know, trudging along in that miserable life of financial services that I was living because it just wasn't for me, you know, and I'm not saying financial services is a bad profession. It just wasn't my fit. It wasn't my puzzle piece that I wasn't your, it wasn't your true passion. You know, you, you wanted, you, you were in it because you wanted to help people. That's ultimately what you as, as a coach, you know, isn't that your main goal is, I mean, of course we need to make money in what we do, but isn't your main goal really, truly to help people? You want to be service. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with earning a good income while you're doing that hundred percent. Right. (laughs) But, but what I realized is not only do I want to help people, but I want to help people that want to help themselves. Yes. This was a huge distinction as well, because in my world of financial services, I always felt like I was not only leading the horse to water, I was dragging it, kicking and screaming, and it didn't even, it wasn't even thirsty. So like my, it was just, it was torturous. I just, and I was done. I was mentally, physically exhausted. I was also in a very toxic um, personal relationship at the time. Mm -hmm. And so it was almost like, this was my sign. This was my miracle. This was my gift from God going, here's your wake up call, sister. Yes. Yeah, you know, I, I, I haven't been paying attention to the other signs and that I've been that I've been sending your way. I'm gonna have to clock you over the head right now. So here's some cancer for you. Mm-hmm. Wake up. That <laughs> so. no, it is so true because you know that's the concept of myrene. I like to call them spiritual breadcrumbs. Sometimes it's literally a giant loaf of bread hitting you across the face, right upside the head, right upside the head. And sometimes it's the littlest tiny crumb that once you become so in tune, but you never know what's on the other side of that. And that's why it's so, this awareness, I believe is so important to bring to people because we never know what's on that other side. But the fact that you're like, I'm not going to live this mediocre life. I I feel the same way. Like your story, I mean, minus the cancer, which I'm so sorry you had to go through that. But um, but, but again, and it ended up being your greatest gift because it was your wake up call. Yeah. But I was, it's funny. I actually got my life insurance license in December of 2014. Funny story. And I, and I was in it for, you know, a few years and, oh, I know what you're saying. Kicking, screaming, dragging that damn horse and trying to, you know, shove water down its throat. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't having any of it. <laughs> no, exactly. You're just like, all I want to do is help people, but this is just not, this is not working. So yeah. I love the fact that you have found that passion of how you can help people. So, but you haven't even, you have a very myronic story of how you wrote your first book. Yeah. So because of that epiphany of, you know, I really wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I wasn't living passionately. I wasn't living purposely and, and with intention. And I had to, I had to, be honest about it 
it was, if it was going to be, it was going to be up to me. And, and our outward results are a reflection of what's going on in the inside. And so I knew this, but I didn't know how to fix it. So I went on a journey of personal and professional development. And it was, a, it was an amazing journey. I'm still on it today. In fact, I just got back from a personal and professional development trip in the Grand Cayman Islands. It was a, a magical experience full of um, life-changing, you know, uh, transformational lessons, which are so powerful. And I got to do them in a magical place. Oh, so, wow. you know, you can, and, and again, if you're listening, you don't need to go to Grand Cayman to have transformational results. Um, you know, you can find personal and professional development programs online. You can find them everywhere. Start somewhere is, the, is read a book, right? Think and go rich. Not a bad place to start, actually. Um, there's lots of ways that you can start on your journey of personal and professional development if you're not already on it. And if you are already on the journey, what's your next step? Where could you go? What's one more thing you could do to move yourself forward and, um, and learn and grow and become that purpose-driven uh, you know, human that you were born to be? So that was exciting. So, so we're in, at this point we're in, because now I've gone through my cancer journey through all of 2015. We're now in the late fall of 2015 and I go to my very first three-day event. It was called the Millionaire Mind Intensive. And it's Harvecker is the founder of that, um, that programming. And he's, I like to, I kind of equate him to the Canadian version of Tony Robbins, right? Okay. So he's got a three-day event called the Millionaire Mind Intensive. And it, it attracts people that want to make more money. But really, that was a life-changing event as well. And it's all about how your mindset and your subconscious programming affects all areas of your life, not just your business and your finances, but your relationships, your health. What are the stories that are, you're telling yourself that might be holding you back from achieving greatness in whatever area of life that you're looking for more magic in, right? Um, and I took advantage of the programming that they offered at the end of that three-day event. It was called Quantum Leap. And I was like, hmm. well, now I'm watching out for those breadcrumbs, right, Alicia? <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'm like I, ain't, I ain't no needing that loaf of bread no more. So <laughs> I'm like, interesting, quantum leap. I just said I was getting off the sidelines of the game. I'm getting in the game of life and I'm playing to win. And all of a sudden I'm served a nice platter of quantum leap. And I'm like, it was and if you've ever been at a personal or professional development event, you know they're they're going to sell you something, right? At the end of the event. And I knew this was going to happen too. And if that bothers you, one of the things that I've learned since going to these types of events is I no, no longer look at them as, oh, they're going to sell me something. How I look at it and reframe it in my mind is they're going to they're going to invite me to make a decision. Yes. At the end of this. And it's okay. Because then I need to decide whether that thing they're inviting me to decide on is a good fit for me or not. It's an opportunity. That's all. Yep. So that was what I did. I took that opportunity. And it was not easy. Because that opportunity was $10,000. Whoa. And back then I was struggling. I just shared I was struggling financially all the time. But you took that leap of faith because your heart and your soul told you to. 
I did. And it was life changing. So I was able to um, put it on the payment plan and split it up onto my credit card. Not suggesting you need to go into debt to do personal development. But for me, this was a choice. I was like, I need to do this. I want to do this. And quite frankly, I deserve yeah. to give this gift to myself. Yeah. And I embarked on this quantum leap journey. And the very first uh, course that I went to that was part of this bigger program was called the World's Greatest Marketing Seminar. It was actually down in LA. Um, I know you're on the West Coast. So it was down in LA and it was a platform uh, marketing event. So what I mean by that is there was multi speakers. Mm -hmm. So there was somebody there teaching you how to start a podcast to get more clients and grow your business. You know, how to use email marketing, how to use social media, how to use this, that, and the other thing. And there was a gentleman that was speaking about how to use a book to up-level your branding and position yourself as an immediate expert in the minds of, of your prospects because you're a published author. So how do you grow that, you know, superpower of influence, I like to call it, um, by putting your expertise, getting it out of your head and literally putting it into uh, book format. And as he was speaking, I was listening from the perspective of, does this strategy make sense for me? Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, well, who is it that I follow in my industry? Who are the mentors and the gurus that I look up to? Mm-hmm. And they were people like David, uh, David Kiyosaki, right? Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Susie Orman the big female financial advisor in the, in the United States. Um, I was looking at David Bach. So those are kind of the U.S. guys. In Canada, it was Gail Vazoxlade. And she t- her, not only turned her book, Till Debt Do Us Part, into a series of books, but she also had a TV show on Home and Garden TV where oh, she wow. would bring couples together um, who were fighting about money, typically because people have different money habits, right? One's a saver, one's a spender. And then mm-hmm. there's clashing about that, right? Um, and I was looking at, uh, David Chilton. He's the one who wrote the wealthy barber. So if you're Canadian at some point, somebody's handed you a copy of that book. He's famous because of it. And I was all of these famous financial services gurus were all published authors. Yeah. So in my mind, light bulbs were going off. I'm like, this makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. I was verifying everything this person on stage was saying. And I'm like, I think this makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I wrote my first book, the financial fitness playbook. Okay. The ultimate guide to winning the money. game. And at this point, quite literally in my financial services business, everything changed in less than 12 months from publishing that book, my business and my income had doubled. Wow. I was attracting clients as opposed to chasing people down for that appointment. I was getting featured on my local radio and TV in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. I had CTV news at my book launch. Wow. Because in a smaller community, these things are empowering. You know, you're, there are platforms every day that are looking for content from experts, mm-hmm. experts just like you. They need to fill that space, whether it's airtime for a podcast, whether it's airtime for a radio show, whether it's airtime for a TV show, they have to fill that schedule and they want to fill it with experts. And if you're published, a published author, you're immediately perceived as an expert in your space. 
Wow. So it's almost like which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? In this case, are you an expert? And so you write a book or does the book make you the expert? It's kind of like this cha tail chasing um, endeavor, but it's magical. It's absolutely magical. It, the, and the results, Alicia, were so transformational that I came to that second kind of like loaf of bread moment in my life, if you want, right? <laughs> And I came to the, the realization that what I thought I had in my financial services business, which is I thought I had an I don't have enough clients problem. Mm -hmm. What I actually had was a, I hate my job and I'm miserable problem. Yes. So I well, knew it didn't I matter. To... It didn't matter how much success you had in that. You just because you weren't really living the life you wanted to live. You, you, yeah. you, again, you were of service, but you're just like, oh, I can be in service probably a different way, I would imagine. Yeah, because I would still, even though clients were coming to work with me now, they still didn't want to do the right thing. They didn't yeah. want to stop having three Starbucks a day. They didn't <laughs> want to. We live in a world of instant gratification. If you want it, you get it, you buy it, right? I remember, maybe this dates me, but I remember back when I was like in high school and it was Friday, you had to decide how much money you were going to spend that weekend. And you had to go to the bank to yeah. a teller and you had to take out that money out of your out of your bank account. So you had enough money for the weekend. And if you ran out of money on Saturday, banks weren't open on Saturdays and Sundays. So you could get no more unless you could influence or persuade your parents to give you some or somebody <laughs> else. But other than that, you had to you had to make a decision about how much money you were going to spend and, and what was in your budget and you would go and get it. There were no credit cards. There was not all of that stuff. Yeah. You couldn't just go, Oh, I I've, I've already spent what I said I was going to spend, but now I'm going to spend more because I have this little piece of plastic. You mm -hmm. couldn't do it. So now we live in this world where everybody just buys what they want when they want, and they don't think of the long-term future ramifications. And that was exhausting. I would come home and, and, and with the book, I now had more of these conversations that I was having. So I was literally coming home at the end of the day and wanting to like <laughs> poke my eye out with a stick or guzzle a bottle of wine. Or sometimes I like literally, I, I would get so frustrated with the people that I was working with that, I mean, sad to say, but I was like, I wanted to like clock a few of them in the chops, <laughs> you know? I was like, I'm like, so this is not healthy. I'm wanting to like, like, I, I'm thinking angry thoughts about people. I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm mentally challenged. I'm, you know, I'm using not great tools to, to manage my, cope with my stress. <laughs> I'm like, none of these things are very healthy for me. So again, time to make another change because what cancer taught me the couple of years before that is life is too short to do things you don't like to do. And there was no way I was going to live another 13 years doing this job. I was like, I've got to make a change. And the best part is, is I've now been opened up to this world of personal and professional development. And I was, I was in love with this industry. And I was, not only had I gone through at that point, all of my quantum leap program, but I loved it so much that I'd gone right back to the beginning. And now I was serving um, on the staff of those uh, event crews. They called it the karma crew, actually, because we would volunteer our time to go and staff the event. Um, but it was, again, it was so magical. And I would literally, so I went through all of this transformation myself, growing into this you know, bigger, better, bolder human that was living life intentionally and on purpose. 
And I was passionate about helping other people do those, go through those same transformational moments. So that was magical to me. In fact, I just said it and I got goosebumps like all down my legs. And it's just, I and that's what's always I know when I'm in my right place and I'm in my zone of genius is when I get my goosebumps, right? Absolutely. That's actually, that, that is actually a very big spiritual sign that that's yeah. showing the alignment of what it is that you're doing. And I knew I needed to do it, but I'd only been doing that journey of personal development for a couple of years. So I felt like, who am I right. to, to teach, to teach that, you know, do you ever have those moments where there's self-doubt? I call them on the little voices in your head. I call them my itty bitty shitty committee. Yeah. Well, they fired up. They're like, there's no way you can do that. You haven't been doing that long enough. You don't, you can't even prove successfully in any area of your life. So how are you going to teach people how to have transformational results? And then I said, thank you, itty bitty shitty committee. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Now buzz off because I've got work to do. And I realized I had done one thing very, very effectively. I'd written and published a book. And in fact, I did it in three months. So I did it quickly and efficiently because I hired a mentor, that gentleman who spoke on the stage, so I could follow the path of how to get it done properly. Because would you also agree that success leaves clues? Well, and it's also why reinvent the wheel if the wheel's already been made and you're just understanding the wheel so you can keep moving forward, right? You know? Exactly. Yeah. So that's where I, that's where the idea was born. I'm like, I did this, I did it quickly, efficiently, and it did give me the transformational results that he promised. So the strategy worked. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to start with that then. That's going to be my thing. I paid this guy to coach me how to write a book. So I know if I did it and I watched other people in that room also hire him Mm -hmm. to be their coach. So I knew that this was a, the market research was there. I was the market research. I had bought the program. Yes. So I'm like, I'm going to create a program because I did see some holes in what he was teaching. Mm-hmm. Things that I struggled with in, even in the book um, process, right? Like how to get the media and publicity once you have the book. He didn't teach that in the program. I had to go and hire a PR and media person to figure out that part of the, part of the oh. system. So now I'm like, well, wait a second. I have the book program. I've got this, the things I learned from the media and PR people. I, I now have an understanding of how to get on television, get radio, get, um, you know, get the attention of the press, how to write a news and press release. I had all these other things that I could add to the toolbox, the wow. book writing toolbox. So that's when the idea for Write and Grow Rich was born. And... Oh. And it was literally um, kind of off to the races at that point. And I remember to very clearly the day I walked into that networking event. So back full circle, back to Bernie Fransgrove and Margaret Ann Davis. I was at Mar- um, a networking uh, event, one that was uh, a platform that met in person that was run by Margaret Ann Davis mm-hmm. uh, before she started Connect Ottawa with, um, with Bernie. And I was at a breakfast networking meeting on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So if you 
if you've been to a networking event, it's like usually those breakfast ones, right? So you, you're kind of um, open networking at the beginning, then everybody sits down, orders breakfast, and then you start the one minute um, infomercials, right? Right. So we were in that Tuesday morning meeting before sitting down for breakfast, and there was only one person in that whole room that I did not know. Everyone else knew me, and everybody else knew me as Kim, the financial advisor. So I was sitting there in my head going, okay, how am I ever going to tell people I'm turning into a book coach? This is crazy. They're going to think I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. Maybe I am crazy. All (laughs) these thoughts were going through my mind. But then as I was chatting with this one new person that I've never met before and the ultimate networking question comes up, what do you do? Mm -hmm. I was like, this is my moment this guy will only know me by what I tell him Yeah, because he doesn't know me as anything else. He's never met me before. So when he said those magic words, what do you do? I said, well, I help entrepreneurs write and publish a book they can use as a marketing tool to grow their business. And he looked at me, he said, oh my God, my business coach has been telling me for months I should write a book. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's amazing. I'm like, and the meeting's about to start. So I would love to talk more about it with you. Maybe we should, maybe we should book an appointment to, to chat. And we pulled out our phones, opened up our calendars, and we set an appointment for the Thursday. Remember, we're on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We set that appointment to meet on a Thursday. And I was like, thank God, because I don't know what else I'm going to tell him because I hadn't really thought much further ahead than I'm going to create a book program. <laughs> He's going to ask me any questions. I was in, I was in, I was in trouble. So I'm like, let's plan another meeting. And I, I, you know, let him down the path of let's, let's go to a, a, a sales appointment. And on the Wednesday, I took out a pen and a piece of paper and I wrote down all of the benefits of having a book, right? It increases your brand, up levels your thought leadership, positions you as an expert, helps you attract media and publicity, helps you attract new clients, right? It's a lead generation tool. And then I wrote out the mini steps of how I went about publishing my book. You need to plan, you need to write, you need to market it, right? And I laid out the original outline of my book program. And I went to that meeting on Thursday with the piece of paper right out on the desk with my bullet points on it. And I told them, I said, hey, you know, I just, um, I didn't want to forget any of the important stuff I wanted to talk to you about. I was fully transparent about what I was doing. I didn't have to memorize anything. and it was amazing. Uh, I, it's like, I love this story on so many levels because so, okay. So, oh, you're plugging in, <laughs> but I love this story on so many levels, Kim, because um, if you hadn't paid attention to, I say myronies, there's always humor with myrony, you know, synchronicity, like these myronistic events. If you hadn't paid attention to it, think about where your life would have, would have been, you know, it's so amazing because that is the idea with myrony is it's synchronicity in motion. You have to act. You have to be in action. If you're not in action, you never know what opportunity you're missing. So the fact that you're like, okay, this is the only person who does not know that I, you know, I've been in the financial planning world for so long. This is my one, this is my opportunity to break out of the box. And like, Think about how much guts that took. Yeah. And he said, yes. 
at the end of my meeting with him, he was like, this is amazing. How do I get started? I hadn't even thought about what I was going to charge for my program yet. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we can start whatever you want. I said, I'll um, deliver you. Uh, I, I charged him $9.97. Uh, back then, I used to, you know, sell my books and other things. So I had, um, if you can remember back to the time where those square readers, you'd plug them in the bottom of your phone and you could swipe somebody's credit card. Yeah. So I had my square reader in my purse. Um, I took out my square reader and um, I swiped a thousand bucks on his credit card. And I said, congratulations for investing in yourself and doing this amazing thing and writing and publishing a book. And I said, when would you like to get started? He said to me, how about yesterday? And I'm like, how about Monday? And I told him, I'm going to deliver a lesson to you via email. At the end of every lesson, there's going to be some homework you're going to have to do. And when you submit the homework back to me for review, I will send you your next lesson. And I literally went home that weekend and started writing my program. And that was, and I was literally one lesson ahead of him the whole way. And that was the first rendition of my book program. That is so amazing. I love it on so many levels. It's funny because, um, well, besides your book program being unbelievably brilliant, I mean, I just did your, your week challenge and yeah. that was, you know, so unbelievably helpful. So I can't wait I to it. do your actual book program. Cause I know we're going to talk about that in a moment, but you know, what's really funny, Kim, is that your name kept coming up amongst other people that I knew because Michelle Abraham, who's my podcasting producer. So going to give a shout out to yeah. her amazing company, Amplify She's so you. amazing. She's so amazing. And, you know, you, you helped her and you've helped so many people, but it was so funny because it was like, it was, it was, I'm trying to remember when we connected, when we finally connected, was it, was it through the grand connection that you were on? I feel like it was grand connection. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because that's actually how I met Bernie originally was Grand Connection. But well, and that's how Bernie got to Grand Connection was through me as well because I was <laughs> I was connected to Connect Ottawa because I had been in Ottawa for six years. Yeah, right? in that in that mini like so when I moved from Ottawa to Vancouver when I moved back for my dad and for the nieces and nephews it was in that era that I was going to all those meetings where Margaret Ann Davis and um, Bernie so that was my connection to connect. Ottawa and to Ottawa and to Bernie and then Bernie came to Grand Connection and then yes and all of these six degrees of separation all um all through that weaving through all of the net- online networking world is just those are all just synchronous as well right synchronistic myronistic myronistic <laughs> yeah because I mean think about it. it it's so unbelievable that um I mean, how I connected with Bernie was the, the chance of a one, the breakout room where you're in it for like two minutes with, um, and well, you know, Grand Connection, amazing. That That is such a great networking group. So anybody listening who wants to, you know, be yeah. part of that. But I remember you speaking about, and I was like, it's time for me to connect with her because your name mm-hmm. kept showing up, showing up. And I'm like, okay. And then we connected and I was like, oh my God, I just love this girl so much. You're and perfect. I know we're meant to do more work together. And I'm so excited because you're helping me publish my compilation book that's coming out August 22nd. So exciting. And I know. And you're going to write your story. You're going to have a chapter where you get to tell this story because, you know, like for the listeners, like you have to be in action if you really want 
to find what your passion is. If you haven't found your passion, it is. Life is too short to live, to not live the life you truly want and desire on all levels. But we have to make some difficult choices. And, and you know what I do where I have my little spiritual coaching business, but I'm being guided to share one beautiful message around that. And you've heard it before, but I'm just being told to share it. It says, unfortunate occurrences and bad luck scenarios are often required to facilitate higher learning and accelerate a progressive life cycle that is not evolving. Positive life-changing events can first manifest as personal disasters, but are actually the necessary precursor to understanding and attaining the awaiting miracle. And to me, you are living proof of that on so many levels with your incredible program that I'm seriously, I'm so excited to write the book that is actually going to help my business. And I already know, you know, like it was through your, 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 your amazing program that you offered that I started getting like all the downloads of like, oh, this is how it's going to be. So I can't even imagine. So you want to share about your program that people can, could sign up and work with you and and how, and how to connect with you. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, you're going into this, this June, um, cohort for a lack of a better, lack of a better word. So, uh, it is a three month program and I run it quarterly. So if you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, there's always an upcoming program starting. So, uh, definitely connect, but yeah, it's a super fun, a super, uh, efficient, high energy, um, high action, um, program where I lead you through my 5P signature process. So the first P is to plan. So we literally go through all of the things that you need to know to write the right book, because it's not just about writing any book. It's about writing that book that's going to attract all of those clients that you want to help, the transformational um, people that you want to work with. So you can help them get from where they are now to where they want to be using whatever it is that you do. So whether you're a financial advisor, an accountant, a lawyer, you know, um, whether you're a coach, uh, a, a spiritual healer, whatever it is that you do to help your clients, you can write a book that shares with them that you are the absolutely unequivocal expert that they should be working with. But that all starts by um, planning to write the right book. And then I go through the promote section. So promotion really starts even before you've written a single word. It's all about sharing with people your journey to becoming a published author, because there's lots of power in that. It impresses people. It, p- most people think it's really hard to write a book. It's not actually that hard, especially not when you have a, a step-by-step system to follow. But people perceive that as a really big accolade. There's still something magical about publishing a book. So when you share with people that you're the author of the upcoming book and then lay a title down on them, I mean, this impresses people. So the magic of client attraction actually starts before you've even published. And that's, um, I, I love sharing that part. That's one of my favorite sections. I'm so excited to finally become a published author, I have to say. I know, I know. And people get excited about it, right, Alicia? It's not, it's no longer like, oh, do I really need to buy that much life insurance? <laughs> they, don't, they don't have those 
questions and or, or those uh, conversations anymore. Now it's like, yay, I'm writing a book and people are happy and joyous and um, just super excited. So again, now I'm helping people that want to help themselves. They're excited about something and that there's magic in that for me, especially so. Um, step three is to um, produce the book. You have to you do have to write it. So there is not a lot of magic in there. Although I can share with you some secrets on how to get it done faster. And in fact, one of my clients wrote her entire book in four days using the system that I teach in that section. Oh so I'm going to share, share some ways that you're going to speed up getting it out of your head and into a manuscript. And we do that all in that produce section. Wow. Number four is publish. So of course you have to figure out how to publish, what platforms you're gonna use. I, um, I teach um, primarily in Amazon, but there are some other platforms that people can consider. You need to consider whether you're going to do, you know, an ebook, a paperback, a hardcover, an audiobook. What are all the um, publishing formats that you're going to use? So, what platforms are you going to use? What formats are you going to use? And then we talk about, you know, the the technical stuff like editing and formatting. Um, not my most fun section, but it certainly is really fun when you finally hit that button, right? That big old <laughs> publish button and you, there goes your uh, book online and uh, ready to be shared with the world. That's an exciting feeling uh, to get that one, uh, that part accomplished. Wow. Um, and then we, and then we wrap up the whole program with the profit section. So that's where the rubber meets the road. And we really deep dive into um, creating that funnel that has your book up at the top um, as an attractor, a lead generator, a magnet for people to work with, for joint venture partners, for media, publicity, and all of the things that will lead your people, your, your people that are meant to find you, the people that you were meant to work with, that, that you want to help transform, and how they flow through you to your backend programming, because it's not about selling a $10 book. Now you can sell books, I'm not saying don't sell books, but it's not about your $10 book. It's about, you know, your $1,000 coaching program or your, you know, your service offering, whatever that might be. So it's about getting your products and services into the hands of your clients via um, exposure and visibility through your life-changing, game-changing, business-changing transformational book. So. so instead of a field of dreams, if you build it, they will come. If you write it, they will come. <laughs> oh my gosh. Absolutely. It's so true. It's so true. And it was, it's just so much fun. I love, love my life and my, um, you know, I know that I'm living my purpose when I'm helping other people transform their lives and live into their greatness. And it's just such a, an honor to help people through that journey. Well, so. I am so beyond grateful to you because Got My Irony, Life is Good, book one has, I was, I was trying to get it to come out last year, August 22nd of 2021, and it wasn't meant to be, it was meant to be this bigger, you know, this, this, these divine design that interweaves us together and look at all the interweaving yep. that we didn't even know. And we've talked how many times we had no idea the yeah. level. And if we can't say that that wasn't God's work making that happen while he's smiling and laughing and that's how, you know, winky behind me. <laughs> yeah, you bet. he's totally winking at you and, and uh, leaving, the, leaving that trail of, of good breadcrumbs for you to follow, right, Alicia? Yeah, so we're going to be leaving the book breadcrumbs for the listeners. You have that book inside you. You want to, I am telling you, you want to work with Kim. She is so fabulous. She is 
the absolute expert in this and her genius around this is unbelievable. So I'm just beyond grateful, you know, on so many levels and so happy you got to share your story here today. Thank you. I really appreciate you being here. And so, you know, and, and if you're listening, consider this your invitation. Yeah, you can join. You can your invitation to join uh, Alicia and I on this adventure of becoming published, and uh, by all means, if that's on your heart and you you wanted to write a book to get your uh, story out into the world to make a bigger impact, uh, influence, and income in your life and in the lives of the people that you serve, then maybe you want to join us, and we would love to have you. So, Kim, what's the best way for people to connect with you? It is going to be in the show notes, but just so people can know, what's the best way? Uh, typically, social media is the best way to get in touch with me. Facebook is my preferred channel, but you can find me also on LinkedIn and on Instagram. Uh, at the real Kim Day is my handle on all platforms. So, yeah, come and connect with me. Come play in my community. I would love to have you. I also have a marketing Facebook group that um, gives away tons of um, free, amazing um, advice about book writing and so many more marketing strategies that you can use to uplevel your business and your life. Oh, well, thank you so much, Kim. This has been this has been so much fun discovering because you're like, what are we going to talk about? It's like, we're just going to talk and the myronies are going to show up because that's how it works, right? You know, because we all have these unbelievable experiences. But the question yes. is, do we pay attention to it? So I love the fact that, you, you know, you paid attention to that spiritual loaf of bread that hit you upside the head. Yes, sure did. Twice, <laughs> <laughs> did I? <laughs> Yeah, like, like I just love it on so many levels as I love you. So thank Aww, you again, sweet. Kim. Really appreciate everything that you're doing. So excited to be going on this book journey with you and listeners. You definitely want to join us. So thanks yeah. again. Thank and you. to the listeners, I'll see you next time. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle, but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life, just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's Myrony.com, where you can share your unbelievable Myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their Myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, if something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.